You're listening to Relocation, a podcast about people, places and ideas and how location connects the three. I'm Evan Wallace. Thanks for listening. It feels like a long time ago that I was wandering around Lismore and asking people to share what they saw as being the biggest issues facing Australia in 2020. Even though that was only two and a half weeks ago, it feels like a world away because I'm somewhere very, very different now. I'm currently in Walgett, which is about 650 kilometres from the coast, and we'll take a closer look at it on an upcoming episode of Relocation. Today, we're taking a walk around Narrabri. Narrabri has a population of 6,000 people and lies at the meeting point of the Great Dividing Range and the vastness that stretches across the continent. Out of all of the cities and towns that I've visited to date, it's the one where people are most conscious of how location and conditions shape their day-to-day life. As a town that has predominantly survived off agriculture, the recent years of harsh drought, which only broke at the start of 2020, shapes how most residents look at the world and the pandemic which has engulfed it. The experience of drought was something that people really wanted to share with me on this edition of Relocation. But not only that, they were also keen to make sure I knew how the tight-knit nature of Narrabri has kept people going over the years. Two of those people are Arthur and Sue Melbourne. The audio is a little soft with Sue, as she only jumped into the conversation about a quarter of the way through. They're Narrabri old-timers, and help paint the picture of a town, which, according to Arthur, is definitely not a city. This is Relocation, and we're in Narrabri. Someone who hasn't spent much time in Narrabri, how would you describe it as a city? I've been here for 74 years, mate. 74 years? That's a pretty good stretch. How have you, uh, how have you seen it change over the years? Uh, a few changes, but pretty well the same. Different businesses have come and gone. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, what do you love the most about the city? It's not a city, it's only a town, my man. You would call it a town? I'm always a little bit uh, borderline whether or not you call a place a town or call a place a city, but, but we'll call it a, we're happy to follow your lead and call it a town. How, how, would, you, how would you describe it as a, as a town? Good town. It's a good town? Yeah. Yeah. Town. yeah. And what do you like about it? Well, it's got everything we need. Yeah. And what we don't need, we can get somewhere else, but okay. yeah, it's a good town. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you had to pinpoint something that's that you really really love about it, so if you could, you know, had to really pick something above above others, what might it be? Well, a good doctor, OJ, and a few other good doctors in town. Yeah. And that's handy. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and what else is good, sir? Oh, everyone's friendly. And it's a real good friendly town. A really good friendly town. Yeah. And um, just uh, one big question. 2020 has been a, a really challenging year for a lot of people. How's 2020 been for, for you? Desperate. Desperate? Really desperate, yeah. Oh, why has it been desperate? Well, we've had four years of drought. Four years of drought and yeah. then a pandemic comes along. Well, if the pandemic's not good, but the drought was bad because, you know, it's just so long. Yeah, mm. and really it would have taken... And then after the drought, we got that big lot of rain, miles of rain. Yeah. A lot of wash and all that sort of stuff, but other than that. Do you work on the land, Arthur? I have been up until about six months ago. Okay. And we yeah. produce beef jerky. 
And beef jerky. Yeah. Oh, how long have you been producing beef jerky? Thirteen years. Thirteen years. What makes what makes good beef jerky? Top side steak. Top side steak. Mm. Oh, yeah. that sounds fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you said you worked on the land for a long time. What sort of what sort of work would you do? I'm a farmer. Or I drive tractor. I was driving tractors. I was riding horses. Yeah. Doing cattle work, sheep Mixed work. Farming. Mixed farming. Mixed farming. Yeah. yeah. And so you've really seen the you know the huge impact of the drought in town at a first-hand level. Yeah, we have. Yeah. The farms have been bad. They own sales of town. A lot of people in the cities like Melbourne or Sydney, they really have had no idea. And I'm from one of those cities. Um, and, you know, for, for someone who, you know, is just in a different world where drought isn't what they're experiencing. This is the biggest drought we've had in many, many years. Yeah. Yeah. You really, really no bad one. You've got no money because yeah. you've got to wait for your crops. Mm. Yeah. See, it'll be a couple of years before people get any money from their crops. Yeah. yeah. yeah and yeah. we've lost cattle and you can't, you know, they're so dear for people to buy in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a really slow rebuild. Yeah. Well, we've got a lot of fences washed down. Our son's working on them now. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I think that's... Um, I think you've really sort of painted a picture as to, to how, how challenging it's been, but it sounds like being in such a good community has been a good buffer for it in a way too, that people people really looking out for one another. That's right. Yeah, they do, yes. Clubs, Rotary Club and the Lions Club. They're, yeah. good. they're all charities. And all the charities are helping. A lot of city people help us, they're marvellous. Yep. Yeah. Hellbase Army, all those places, yeah. You know, being and good. we had... Um, hay come down from Queensland, you know, New South border. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're friends with them now forever. Oh, I can imagine that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Really special connections from, yeah. from that period of time. Well, thank you very much for talking with me on this podcast, Relocation. It's been lovely to meet the two of you. That's thank very you. good. Yeah. I'm sure all good to help to you, that's all. Thanks very much. That was Arthur and Sue with their overview of life in Narrabri. Their beef jerky is really delicious too. Tash, who you're about to hear from, was the first person who I met in Narrabri. She runs the Little Niece Shop, yep, that's its name, which is a really fun and quirky place. There's nothing stereotypical country Australia about Tash. Entering the store, I was immediately struck by her incredible half-shaven hair and piercings. It was awesome to hear that Narrabri's close-knit nature is something that's appreciated by old and young. So Tash, my first question for you is, for someone who's never been to Narrabri before, how would you describe it as a town? Small. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's not the largest place in the world, that's for sure. Um, tell me some other things how, about how you describe it. Um, it is small and fun. It's mm-hmm. a very close-knit community. Okay. Yeah. What makes it fun? The people. <laughs> the Mostly people. the people. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Great. How long have you been here? Uh, over 25 years, I think. Okay. Yeah, I'm nearly a local. Yep. Nearly a local. So yep. sort of have to cross that quarter of a century mark. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, whereabouts were you before? Uh, Blue Mountains. The Blue yep. Mountains. 
I find that interesting. It's often a lot of people from the Blue Mountains. So for all the listeners out there, about an hour outside of Sydney, hour, hour and a half, really, really pretty terrain and great communities there, but seem to have that inclination to, to move, to yeah, to wander and to go further <laughs> inland. Yeah. What took you here? Uh, Dad's work. We just yeah. moved up here when I was little. Yeah. yeah, fair enough. Um, so tell me what's, yeah, in terms of the town itself, um, so you said it's a close-knit community, the people are fun. Um, but if you sort of are looking at what makes the town tick, what are the major sort of uh, businesses and what drives the economy along here? Probably f- maybe farming, I guess. Mm-hmm. Everything's farming. Everything's yeah, farming. everything's farming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and while you've been here over those 25 years, what have you seen change within Narrabri? People are more open-minded now. Yeah. I think like, you know, if you look a bit different or you are a bit different and you're more accepted into the community, they tend not to worry so much about new people Mm -hmm. as much. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think now. Yeah. It's really important. I think (laughs) really, 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 really important. Yeah. Yeah. For you, um, what do you love about Narrabri? What are the big positives for you about Narrabri as a place? I like the people. I like I like the feel of the community. For the most part, I think it's like a really nice nice community. I like the space mm-hmm. and the freedom. You're listening to Relocation. That was Tash. I also spoke with Shay who works at the local downtown bottle shop. She only recently moved to Narrabri and is also glowing about the community here. Great town. The community is so tight-knit. Everyone looks after everyone. Yeah. It's um, a really, really good community. You're the second person who said exactly that when I've asked them to describe the town. And that's rare that people use the exact same language, that a place being really, really tight-knit and people looking out for one another. How does that look in, in actual day-to-day life? Yeah, good, I guess. It says a lot about the town and, yeah. um, you know, like everyone asks, everyone knows everyone's family and yeah. asks how they're doing and it's all, yeah. Yeah. Shay also spoke about how relatively breezy the COVID-19 experience has been for Narrabri residents. This year has been a really tumultuous year for a lot of people. Uh, and uh, um, in Australia, it's been no exception, particularly particularly in Melbourne. Uh, but internationally, everything's been turned on its head. How are you feeling as we sort of enter the home stretch of 2020? Yeah, it's been a tough year. It has been a tough year. You know, all the pubs and the clubs and everywhere shut down and I've got a young family, so that was hard on them as well. Um, But I can't wait for the year to be over. Hopefully 2021 starts with a better start than what 2020 did and hopefully there's no more COVID. That would be fantastic. Fingers crossed. It looks like life's almost gone back to normal here. Yeah, yeah, we're back on track, so we're getting there and, you know, things are getting back to normal and we've had no like cases here, so it's been fantastic. It's been very smooth sailing for us. Nice one. Shay, thanks so much for chatting with me on Relocation. No worries, thanks. See ya. After chatting with Shay, I wanted to test what this sense of community looks like in practice. Shannon, who is originally from Lightning Ridge, which is a lot smaller than Narrabri and a lot more westerly, talked about how she was supported when she first moved to Narrabri 10 years ago and the impact that the drought has had during that period of time. People pretty quick to make you feel welcome as well when coming to Narrabri? 
Yeah, I think so. Yeah, like um, if you ever had in dramas, someone was always handy to point you in the right direction and um, get you a little bit of help if you needed it here and there. And whether it be like a car breakdown or anything like that, or you know how to get into a new sport, they're always friendly and more than happy to help you in the right direction. Yeah. yeah. Oh, very very good. That's that's wonderful to hear. Um, and then I think. Um, one thing I'm really curious to hear about, and a lot of people have, have talked to me about this today, is the impact that the droughts had on the city. And you've been here for, for 10 or 11 years and just wondering what you sort of, what, what, what sort of impact the drought um, might have had on you or, and what sort of impact you've seen it have on, on town. I think it has a huge impact. A lot of the smaller businesses have closed because they don't have the rural people coming in. Mm. But like Narrabri being a small rural community, they're obviously very close-knit and they pull together and work together. And it's like any sort of Aussie little town, chips are down, everyone sails in and tries to help pick everybody back up. I think, um, you know, that's probably said for most small rural communities. Mm. Um, but I think financially it has a big effect and a flow-on effect across the community and the district. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's a big one, that one. And 2020 has been a really, well, well, a year that hasn't gone to anyone's plan. How's 2020 been for you? Uh, I've been pretty lucky, really. Still been employed and um, it's probably reduced a lot of social activities and weekend sports. Um, but on the whole, looking, looking up and hoping things improve in the new year and, yeah. 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 Really good to hear. Well, thanks so much for chatting with me. Thank you. That was Shannon. This is Relocation. Another person who has moved to Narrabri from the surrounding region is Travis. Here's his take on town and a sense of hopefulness about things being on the improve for next year. Travis, it's uh, yeah, just after two on a Friday afternoon. Tell me, how's your day in Narrabri been today? Yeah, all right so far. Yeah. Weather's good. Weather's, weather's wonderful. What have you been up to? Uh, not much this morning. Just been mm. hanging around and um, just, yeah, preparing for the weekend. Nice. What does the weekend look like in Narrabri? Uh, nothing too serious this weekend. Pretty casual. Yeah. Uh, and then church on Sunday. Very, very good. Tell me, for someone who hasn't spent much time in Narrabri, maybe they've never been here at all, how would you describe it as a city? Ah, yeah, like good country town. Uh, resources are wide. We've got between the mining, agriculture. Um, yeah, good community. Good location, close to, um, or close enough to coast for getting to Brisbane or Sydney. So, yeah. Tell me a little bit more about the community. A lot of people have had some really great things to say. I'm interested in your view. Ah, yeah, look, uh, again, with its wide resources, it's um, so it's got some potential. Um, I grew up in Gunnedah, so not too far from here, and uh, I like Narrabri. It's got that very agricultural um, feel, even the community, very, um, yeah, a bit more laid back here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. This year has been a completely different one to normal. How's 2020 been for you? Yeah, yeah, very, uh, I suppose like the rest of us, very, um, not, not, nothing we planned for, but uh, started well. We, we uh, sort of started our way out of a pretty severe drought and then went into a global pandemic. But for us, uh, yeah, good. It's, uh, we've sort of gone with the changes and bent with the wind, but um, yeah, I think we'll come out 
I think we're looking forward to the year to finish and we'll hopefully uh, be praying 2021 is going to be a better one for everyone. So, The consistency that came from talking with Narrabri locals was a striking reminder to take people at face value. The directness of people I spoke with was incredibly refreshing and a great insight into how people have supported one another in Narrabri through good times and bad by getting straight to the point. There's no question that the drought has left an indelible mark on the lives of so many locals in Narrabri. Hearing the impact of drought from people such as Arthur and Sue, Shannon and Travis, and how people are still recovering from it, makes COVID-19 sound like almost a minor inconvenience. The world hasn't stopped spinning as a result of the pandemic. And here in Narrabri, and so many communities in the world, the environment and the land continues to be a much more powerful player in shaping futures. It's something that Sandy O'Rourke, born and bred in Narrabri, and the coordinator of the Narrabri Visitor Information Centre, really brought to life in her chat with me. Well, Narrabri's a, a lovely town. I've grown up here, lived here all of my life, but um, the town itself is built a lot on agriculture, so we have huge um, industry with agriculture. And now we're... Um, so even when you're travelling through this area or living in this area, the colours that I see from season to season, whether it be a canola field out in bloom, so it's nice and bright and yellow, mm. uh, to a, a wheat field, so it starts off as a green, beautiful big green fields as far as you can see and then they turn into that golden golden brown colour and golden orange colours towards uh, the end of harvest. Um, then you'll have the, the early winter around Easter when you know the, the cotton fields are all out in bloom and it's just like a big white blanket of snow and um, the, the town itself um, we're, we were voted many years ago as Australia's sportiest town so mm-hmm. a lot of the people um, engage in sport as a way to release because we don't have a lot of those um, other attractions that you know the city areas would have so a lot of people like to engage in that sport and it's a real um, it's a real opportunity for people to um, get together and you know and have a good time and just release a bit of energy. You were talking about those incredible colours that are attached to this area at some um, different times of the year but can imagine that there would have been a very different uh, it would have been a very different hue over the last number of years with the drought. Unfortunately, with the drought, um, this community has certainly, and the region has been certainly impacted with drought. Unfortunately, uh, a lot of our farmers haven't had the opportunity for a winter crop for the last two seasons. Um, we've seen things like uh, the local river system um, running at all-time lows, uh, which, you know, in my lifetime I, I've never seen and, and it was just the continuation of this ongoing drought. Um, unfortunately that also brings things like shop closures um, you know, we did have the devastating bushfires in summer this year that did burn out 37% of our national park. Um, and as well as the state forest, there was a large portion of that burnt out as well. So unfortunately, you know, the drought brings, um, well, a lot of um, misfortune to people and uh, just, you know, it can be... it's. A drought lingers on and on, whereas, you know, something like a flood, you know, it comes in and it goes very quickly and, you know, things can prosper from there. But uh, the drought conditions certainly have been unprecedented these last couple of years. One thing that really has come across from all the conversations I've had with people who call Narrabri home is that sense of being in a really close-knit community. And 
Um, that sense of also people really looking out for one another too. It's a really lovely, lovely description that people have, yeah, provided when I've asked them to think about how they would describe Narrabri. I'm guessing that that would have made a huge difference during these challenging years. Well, look, just to be able to walk down the main CBD area in any of our communities, Narrabri is not only, it's not just Narrabri, we've got, um, we have uh, communities such as Weewar and Barnbar and Bogabri and Bladder and Edgeroy. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that um, even as um, an outsider f- coming into our town that you will notice is the fact that you could walk down the street, you'll get a smile, mm-hmm. you'll still get somebody that you could actually strike up a conversation with without walking straight past you. Um, so, you know, I guess our morale we've really tried to keep as upbeat as we can given given the trying conditions yeah so what makes you so passionate about the region itself i'm really keen to know where your passion comes from because it's 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 infectious it's wonderful (laughs) um where, where where does that stem from well, I have tried to move away a couple of times, but the call of the bush just, you know, kept on, you know, calling me home. If I tried to move to a city region, um, yeah. you know, even even my colleagues would say, oh, you're too country. Yeah. Um, but uh, you look, I am passionate. I'm passionate about my job. I, I like to tell people where to go in a nice way every day. So, you know, I'm involved in the tourism industry. Um, yeah. Also been involved in the cotton industry for many years as well around this area. Yeah. And um, But look, it's it's just home. And I do like that feeling that... Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Small, small communities and we, we do look out for each other and, you know, you, you kind of know who people are and it's um, there's still a lot that these country areas have to offer. Mm. Um, and, you know, if we need that city fix, we just quickly go off and, mm-hmm. you know, have a couple of days in the city and, you know, I just always want to come home to these wide open spaces and the, the big beautiful skies. You know, if you go outside of a night time here, you will see, you know... It, Narrabri is known for big sky country and, you know, one look at that night sky and you'll, you'll understand why. You've been listening to Relocation and that was Sandy O'Rourke. On this edition, we've been exploring life in Narrabri, a town that sits at the edge of Australia's vastness, that's endured drought, where the community really sticks together. I'm Evan Wallace and I'll see you somewhere in the world next time.